Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we study the prophet Malachi, that's the Navi Malachi, chapter 3b, the second half of chapter 3. We'll be starting with verse uh, 13 and reading to the end. In the first half of the chapter, there were several remarkable things. God pointed out to the people in verse 6, which we read in the last podcast, that I got him forever, I got him forever. I have not destroyed you, despite your um, deeds, despite your behavior. You still exist. The people still exist, even if things don't look perfect. The very fact of your existence is a demonstration of God's incredible mercy towards you and God's special relationship towards the people. Um, and God contrasted that in the, Latin, in the previous chapter with the people of Edom who were completely destroyed and wiped off the face of the earth as a nation. The, um, <clears throat> we also uh, read how God told the people what it is that I want from you. I want you to be honest with me. I want you to be straight, to be yashar, to be proper with me. God said, test me out, right? He said in verse... 10, he said a very um, provocative phrase, test me out with this, test me out by being honest with me, by bringing maser, by, by bringing your donations to me in an honest manner. <clears throat> um, God challenged the people and said, you know, you are, you are, you are complaining that I am not just, that I am not uh, that you know that the wicked seem to prosper and people don't seem to get rewarded for the uh, for the good that they do and and the so on. Test me out, God says. You are treating me with sheker. You are treating me with with falsehood. So all of these themes and are going to continue in this second half of the chapter. And God is going to emphasize again um, His eternal honesty with the people. The, um, the, the main complaint that the people have is the one that people have until today. We don't believe in God because if God uh, was, was true, how could it be that the innocent people suffer? How could it be? Why is it that we see the people that are wicked prospering? The, the lack of justice that we see with our own eyes is one of the primary reasons why people leave, um, leave religion, leave belief in God, leave faith in God, and why they, the questions that we ask about him, about God. The answer is what we're about to read in this, uh, in this final, final prophecy, which we're about to read today. The last prophecy ever uh, uh, told to man is the prophecy we're about to read. This is the last um, words of the last prophet, Malachi, um, who taught us the beautiful lessons we're about to learn. So let's read verse 13. Your words have become, are, are just overpowering me, God says. You just, you, you're, you're just making me crazy with all of these statements, these words, the, these, uh, these complaints, uh, says God. And you keep on saying, What have we spoken bad about you? In other words, what is it that we have said that was dishonest in front of you? People are saying, well, what, do, what do you mean? What's the problem? Well, God's saying, you guys keep saying these things and, and, and you're driving me crazy with these complaints, so to speak. 
And the people are saying, What are these complaints? So God answers us. He's going to be very clear. Amartem, verse 14, this is what you said. You said, Shav avod Elohim. It is false. It is shav. It is purposeless. The word shav means, could mean false sometimes, and it also means useless, purposeless. To serve God means nothing. It doesn't help. It doesn't get us anywhere. Shav is the opposite of the emet, of the truth that God was asking the people to be. God said, I want you to be true with me. The people complain and say, the serving God is false. It's useless. It doesn't get us anywhere. Uma betza, what gain is there? Kishomarnu mishmarto. If we keep God's, the things that God asks us to keep. And we keep on going in a humble way. We keep on bowing our heads in, in humility before God. Before the Lord God. And what does it gain us? What does it gain us? It gains us nothing. And now all we are after acting this way, after being the ones who, who, who are obeying God's words, and, and, and living the lifestyle God asked us to live, what are we asking? We, are, we, are flat, we have to end up flattering all of the arrogant uh, leaders, the ones who, you know, we end up having to kowtow to, the, to these, to these um, arrogant, abusive, oppressive, um, you know, wealthy uh, people who are, who are standing on top of us, bossing us around. That's, that's all it got us. Those who do evil, those who actually do corrupt evil, they are, we, are, we are building them up. We are putting them into the high positions in the land. We are making them bosses over us. This is what we get for being humble and doing God's will. They are the ones who tested God. They go ahead and tested God by Imoletu and they were saved. You know, God told us, test us by being, God said to us before, test us by being honest. Well, they tested God, and this is where they ended up. They ended up being on top. That's all. So then the next verse, 16, is powerful. Us, then. It is at this time. The word us is usually translated then, or at this time, or at this point. Or in, and we see the word us. The most famous place the word us is used is at the beginning of the Song of the Sea, after the Jews walked through the... Uh, the split sea of the Red Sea, um, they us then Yashir Moshe. That's when Moses sang the song and so on, and the people sang a song of celebration. Us means there's like a moment, a specific moment of inspiration. Well, this interesting moment, us, is when, at that very moment, when the people are walking around asking such questions of God, asking how is it that 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 this is justice? How is it that the wicked prosper? Why is it that those of us that walk with God are, 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 are humbled and, and lowered and suffering and impoverished? It is at that very moment of the questioning of faith that those that do fear God, that do understand the truth, they talk to each other. Those that fear God then talk to each other. They look to each other for support. This is such a powerful, powerful, powerful statement. I don't know how to emphasize that enough. <clears throat> when you have questions, what do you do with those questions? This reminds me so much of, of the Mora Nebuchim, of the, of the Maimonides, the great Maimonides, in his introduction to the book 
um, guide for the guide to the perplexed, where he where he says, when we have questions, what do we do? Do we throw everything out because we have questions? No. We search, we seek the truth, and how do we seek the truth? By developing bonds with our friends, by asking, by talking, by asking our teachers, by asking our friends, by asking, talking to our students too, by creating a dialogue and saying, well, how does this work? What's going on here? When we start to do that, we start to ask these questions of each other, not as a challenge to God, not as a bochanu, not as a test of God, but rather we look to each other when we have questions like this, that's when that is when God listens. That is when God listens very carefully and he hears what we're saying. And what does he do? He doesn't instantaneously, poof, we win the lottery because we talk to each other in faith of the light, poof, now all of our problems go away, poof, now all of the people who are wicked, no, no, that's not how it works. God writes it down so to speak, in his book, in his great book of, of, of remembrance, his book of memory, puts it down, that he puts aside for those that do fear God and those that honor his name. God writes it down because God's justice is not something that we see. God keeps track. God knows and understands everything that's going on and he knows ultimately what the justice is going to be. And then, as verse 17, then he, they will be for me. Those, uh, they will be for me. What, kind, what will they be? Omar Adonai says the Lord God, They will be for me a treasure. Remember, back in the Torah, we said, God says, you will be the, my treasure among the nations. Malachi is telling us, at the end of the words of prophecy, what does that mean? When will you be that day? The day when justice finally arrives, when people see and understand and realize and know what the meaning of it all was. What was the meaning of the suffering? What was the purpose of the thousands of years of exile? What was the purpose of what appeared to be meaningless, purposeless suffering? What was the meaning behind the prosperity of the wicked? What was the meaning behind those things that we never understood? On that day, that's when you will be a segula, you will be a treasure. Because that's when it will be obvious, it will be clear that you were my segula, you were my treasure all along. And who are those people? Those are the people that were nidberu yirei Adonai those that feared God, those were choshvei those that honored God. The entire time, that will be this, you will be the segula. V'chamalti aleim, and I will have mercy on them. I will have, I will have love towards them. Chemla is more than just mercy. Chemla is a I see here translated as a tenderness towards the people. Like one who has tender, kind, mercy and, 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 and feeling towards his child who, who helps him, who serves him. What does this mean like a child? Because as we know, a, a, a parent who loves a child the child doesn't always appreciate or understand why he or she has to be in timeout, or why he or she is grounded, or why he or she has to suffer, why he or she has to wash the dishes. It's never fair. It's not fair. It's not right. But the parent knows and understands that the purpose, at least the loving parent, knows and understands that the purpose of this is so that the child should grow up understanding that there's consequences to what you do, that you need to work in order to be successful in life, that a true relationship is based on real love, not on 
on on being pandered to. That's the chemla that we. That is when 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 the that day happens, we will be a treasure because then it will be obvious and clear that we stuck with him this entire time. And we understand that the purpose was in order to create something beautiful. And that thing that will be created that's beautiful will be what happens layom on that day, on the end of days. Vishavtem, and when you return to me, and this is, is when you return to me, when you come to me, verse 18, God is saying this, Rishem, and you will see it now, even now. If you worship me, you don't have to wait for that day. Yes, you have, by understanding that we are hurtling towards that day, when justice will be obvious, you will return to me now, Rishem, and you will see Bain Sadiq Rasha. What is the difference between a person who is righteous and a person who is evil? Bain Oved Elohim, between a person who does serve God, Lasher Lo Avado, and a person who does not serve God. If you turn to me now, you will understand it. Even now, you will know right away what living a true life is really worth. Because God says, when that day comes, when the real justice comes, it will be very obvious. Unfortunately, for, for many, the day is coming, it is a day that cooks like, a, like an oven. We use this um, analogy in many of the prophets of an oven. An oven, it's fiery, it, you, you, it burns but it also creates something beautiful. It creates a cooked product, a, a loaf of bread, a, a, a cooked dish. All of those oppressors, all of those wicked and arrogant people, all of those people that are perpetrating evil, kash, they will be like the straw that gets burned in the oven. That day that is coming will end up being a flame for them. It will be destruction for them. Amar the night suppose. I should lay enough, not a root, not a branch, nothing will be left of them. However, those that uh, are cooked and become something beautiful through that oven, they will be shined upon also something hot, something fiery, but it will be a flame uh, like the sun, like the sun which is a flame of righteousness. It's the sun which gives light. The sun which makes things grow, makes things beautiful. Umar and her wings, her rays of light brings healing. And then you will be raised, you will be healthy, you will grow out like and stomp in the fields with joy and happiness like a young calf. We've all seen videos of baby cows as they adorably jump through the fields in the grass. Like the young calves that are fed well in the, in the stalls and they go out to the fields and they jump around in the grass happily and beautifully. That is what's going to be produced by those, uh, by this tanur, by this oven, which is not, for the righteous, it's not an oven, but it's a sun which brings life and brings health and brings healing. They will be stomping and jumping and, and happy in the fields. And when they do that stomping and jumping around, what will be the things they are stomping upon? It is those that have perpetrated evil. They will be like the ash, the ash that was burned in the oven. They will be the ash that will be beneath your feet. On that day that I am going to create a night's voice. In other words, there will be a time when it will be obvious, it will be clear what the good, what the reward was for those that were faithful, that were truthful. 
And what was it that God wanted? Don't forget that we just learned what God wants from us is honesty and truth. And now the final words of the final prophet. These are the last words of prophecy spoken. Spoken to the people by the last prophet Malachi. Zichru Torah Moshe Avdi. Remember the Torah. Remember the laws, the rules. The ideas, the concepts that I spoke to Moshe. Moses, my servant. That I commanded him Bechorev. I commanded him on Sinai, I'll call Yisrael over all of the Jewish people who Shbatim, I gave him laws, I gave him rules, I gave him a way to live, something to contribute to this world. In the minds of the people, Moshe, Moses was the first prophet, the one from whom we accepted, with, with whom, the one who led us as we accepted the Torah from God. And then of course, the next very early prophet, is the prophet Elijah. Behold, I'm going to send you. Many commentaries, and it seems <clears throat> pretty clear to me that this is a reference back to verse 1, where God said, I'm going to send my, my messenger to come and, 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 um, and clear the path, clear the path for that day. I'm going to send a messenger who's going to prepare the world for the ultimate day. One day, who is that going to be? As Eliyah, Navi, Elijah, the prophet. Before that ultimate day, that great and awesome day of God comes, Eliyah, Navi, Elijah, the prophet, is going to come as we wait for him all the time. He is going to come and he is going to prepare the path. And how does he prepare the path? <clears throat> Not by grand miracles, flashes of light, lightning and thunder, or anything like that. But how does he prepare the path? This is fascinating. The final, final, final prophecy. The last lesson that the God himself spoke to a human being, to, Mal- to Malachi, to tell us. To tell us how is it that Elio prepares the path for that day to happen? Here's the key thing. For that day to happen, it's up to us. This is the key thing. I can't emphasize this more. This is the most important lesson for us to take out of it. How does that, that day, that big day that we've been talking about, that the prophets have been saying, those of that have been with us studying through Isaiah, through Jeremiah, through Ezekiel, through Amos, through all of the prophets, what, what is, that big, 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 big day of the future, that payomahu, how do we prepare ourselves when our leadership, when our people, our leadership meaning all of us, returns the hearts of fathers to their children, of parents to their children, and the hearts of children to their parents, when they restore families, when they restore the core of what makes us people, when they restore the relationships upon which our lives as human beings and, and as society are based when they restore the lives of families, when they restore people to each other, when people, when love is back to the way it should be, love among families, love between people, that is what is necessary because if that doesn't happen, then that day will never come, God says. Then I will come and destroy the entire world. If if, if, If you don't get it together, and Elijah the prophet isn't enough to lead you to bring people back together, to bring people back again to love each other, that great big day may not ever happen. It's up to us. God says, I am going to send to you as Eliyahu Hanavi. 
the Elijah the prophet. I'm going to send you the leadership that you need. I am telling you right now what you need to know. Before, as a condition, because if that is what's necessary to be done before that great day arrives. <clears throat> the next uh, book we're going to study together is the book of Ezra. The book of Ezra, many people actually, uh, uh, many of the rabbis uh, traditionally associate Ezra with Malachi, assume that Ezra and Malachi are one and the same person. Only as, however, Ezra is the time of transition between the time when we have prophets to the time when we don't have prophets anymore. The time... Now, there's many different understandings as to why prophecy ended. Why do we no longer have prophets? I encourage you to read and learn and understand about that. But we're studying Let the Prophets Speak. We're studying together. In my own view and understanding, and of course, you know, this reflects a lot of my learning. I'm not saying this for myself. I'm saying this based on the things that I've read and studied over the years. The real reason why prophecy ended is because the prophets finished their message. There's nothing left to say. If you read through the words of the prophets and you still don't get the message of what God wants from us, then, then having God come and speak to, to us again isn't going to help. God answered the questions. He told us what it is that He wants. He just told... Yes, the big, 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 big question that everyone has is, why do the wicked prosper? Why don't I see justice? Well, God just answered that question. He told us, be honest with me, test me out, and you'll see. Return to me, and you'll understand. Be faithful to me, and you'll understand. Not you'll understand, and all of a sudden, puff, all the answers to the questions of the world will happen. It's nidberu yirei Hashem. Talk to others. Because you are you are those that are honest with me. You are those that fe- that fear me. You are those that have respect me. you're You respect me, so talk about me. Study about me. Learn about me. Talk to others. It should bring about love between people. This is what I want. God says, I want you to be honest. I want you to be friendly with others. I want you to engage other people. This is what I want. This is my answer. The prophets gave us an answer. They told us what God wants. They told us the answers to all the questions. There's nothing else left for God to say. It's for us to listen to what He's already told us. Of course, that doesn't mean, God forbid, do I mean there's nothing left to learn. Of course, there's a lot left for us to learn. But to hear directly from God the answers to the questions, the answers are written, the answers are there, the answers are for us to learn, study, know, and appreciate. And then the Yom HaGadol Ganor, that great and awesome day, will come about if we make that lesson happen. If we love our children, we love our parents, we love other people, we're honest with ourselves, we're honest with God, and we go humbly and walk humbly with God. Thank you so much for studying these words together, looking forward to studying the book of Ezra next together, where we will um, learn of the transition from the days of prophecy to the days of non-prophecy, days of the rabbinic leadership, so to speak, of the people of Israel. Thank you so much.